Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is in the world already. And that is 1 John uh, verses 4 and 3. So 1 John 4 and 3. <laughs> uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varela, and in front of me, like always, the president, Steve Den Hartog. What's up, everybody? Good to be with you. So, uh, Steve, uh, last week's podcast with uh, Tim uh, uh, Barton was on fire. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was a it was a good podcast. I really enjoyed listening to that. Yeah, we got a we got a lot of great just feedback mm-hmm. uh, from that podcast, and we were uh, blessed that he came on on short notice. Yeah, he gave us so much just historical. Factual information that was just really awesome. Uh, Guys, if you haven't uh, listened to that podcast, uh, please go uh, listen to that podcast. Uh, This week, uh, we have a testimonial. Um, We are speaking with Brother William Aluwag Bimi, and I'm sure that I messed that last name, but he's a brother from the Chicagoland area or Chicago, and um, he's going to be giving his testimony uh, how he was in a word of faith uh, church, a prosperity church, uh, um, and came out of that and now is sitting in a solid uh, Bible-believing teaching. It'll be interesting to hear his testimony because we've had, uh, what, John Sampson? We have John John Sampson. We had... uh, Someone else. We had, uh, yeah, whoa, man. Um, Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, uh, I mean, we've had a couple on uh, on just uh, word of faith uh, a movement yeah. out there, and sorry I don't have uh, those uh, podcasts, but they're up there. Just uh, make sure you go back. But um, it's really, really uh, good that we're doing these testimony of people that actually been in those churches yeah. and how deceitful uh, it could be and destructive and just misleading. It's not a it's not a biblical gospel. It is not a biblical gospel. Yes, that is so true. Um, so again, everybody, uh, please, uh, please, please subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgemenlaredo.org. And again, guys, we are raising fun funds for the building. Uh, uh, Steve, we, we'll be having some just awesome communication about things in the future that we, uh, we want to do here at the ministry. All sorts of ideas about things that we'd like to do, bringing them Possibly a, uh, a satellite uh, seminary mm-hmm. or, you know, some sort of a ministry center allowing for people to perhaps, uh, you know, pursue some classes, some seminary, uh, you know, certificate programs, yeah. maybe, things yeah. like that. So Yeah, and we cannot do this uh, without you guys. And again, we appreciate everything that you guys do for Bridge Ministry, uh, the giving. Uh, again, we are in a very, very small locale. Uh, uh, about 2,000 square feet, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, and it's only by God's grace mm-hmm. that we're going to do this and, and your help. So, again, if God uh, moves you guys to give to us, we'll take a penny, uh, and it will be for for the ministry, for a seminary, and other Absolutely. things, and, and all to his glory. All right, Steve, well, let's get this started. Let's do it. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this week we have a special guest, uh, brother William Aluwag Bemi or Bimi, <laughs> um, and uh, sorry to butcher that, brother. But uh, again, um, <laughs> uh, welcome to Bridge Radio uh, for the first time. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the time that's well, spending with you. Today. Uh, yeah, we're super excited, uh, William. Thank you for coming on. I we actually got your information from uh, a pastor uh, Moore from Chicago. He came on on a podcast. Uh, he did a a, a a gospel in uh, urban ministry, uh, big city. So um, that was really a really great podcast. Just kind of doing ministry in a big city, which you're familiar with because you attend that church, right? Yes, I do. You so, you, you attend Pastor Ravenswood. Wonderful pastor. Yeah, you yeah you you attend Ravenswood Baptist uh, Church, and now do you are are you are you're one of the pastors? Are you running the uh are you are you you're in the main service, right? Yes, I am. But uh, during this service, sometimes I help in the media ministry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, oh, so you're responsible for all the the great work that they're doing online. Uh, oh the, no, there are people who are really responsible. I don't I'm know. Just the, Is that I'm new? just the lazy member of the group? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that that's awesome. I, I know a couple of those guys up there. Um, so William, uh, just for our listening audience, can you just uh please uh uh let us know a little bit about yourself um, and how God drew you to saving faith. All right, so my name is Williams, and I like to tell people in America that I want the S in the Williams because mm-hmm. people think it's without the S, and it's still my first uh, my first name. Mm-hmm. My last name is Oluwagbemin. It's, it's from the Yoruba tribe of Nigeria. It's a name that means the Lord favors me. So I like to refer to myself as the young man whom Jesus loves and is faithful witness for Christ. Mm. Uh, I'm happily married to a wonderful lady. Uh, her name is Josephine. Uh, God has blessed us with three wonderful boys uh, who I like to say they are wonderfully made and fearfully made. Uh, God has been very, very gracious and merciful to us. But we're just learning to, uh, to know him more every day and to love him more. Yeah, can you can you say something in Nigerian to to our Nigerian audience, which we do have? I want to say All right, and and what and what did you say to our our Nigerian brothers and sisters? I just simply miss long time no see. How are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, well, we really appreciate that. So, um, You're so. Williams, we brought you on today because uh, the topic that we're going to be talking today is the word of faith. Um, can you just let us know how you ended up in a word of faith, uh, a church, a prosperity church, and and how that, how you first came to that church and and the things that you saw there while being in that type of church? That would be a story of several days for me to tell. <laughs> I bet. I, I spent most of my life there. I was born in, into the environment, right? Um, I, I was born and raised in a very religious home, mm-hmm. right? And in my house, we go to church all the time, especially every Sunday. 
and you have to really be, maybe you're very ill or something really serious happening to you for you to, to stay home mm-hmm. on Sunday morning in my house. So all my life, I've always been very religious. I've been into maybe three or four churches before I ended up where I am now. And mm-hmm. all those churches are within the Pentecostal movement. Okay. Yeah, but I've always uh, attended church, like I said, church meetings regularly and, and usually very actively involved. Um, I learned a lot about these so-called churches and their traditions. I did all that I did with the assumption that I was serving God mm. because that's what I thought I was doing and that's what I was told. Mm. But what I didn't know was the God that I claimed to be serving. You know, how you, you are serving God, but you don't even know that God. Mm. I thought I knew him, but I did not. Uh, I never truly understood the concept of sin mm. and being dead in sin. I was never taught the way of salvation. Wow. I mean, they, they teach what they call the gospel in their own way. But it has, it's nothing close to what you can verify in the scriptures. So it's just... All these works-based gospel that is just totally based on your performances. And that's what I used to believe. I, I never realized my, my need for Christ. I was wow. doing my best to please God with my performances, right? And in all these things, I was still hoping and praying that God will count me worthy for heaven sometimes when I die. Mm. And, and that's in prayer. Many people are still praying today. You say you have a Nigerian audience. Uh, a lot of people that will be listening to me now can, can confirm that, that yes, that prayer is very popular among so many Christians. But after I understood the gospel, I found out, wait a minute, the gospel made Christ, and, and I believe in Jesus, the fact that we are saved, that means we are counted worthy already. So it's not because we do enough work or we practice enough holiness that will make us worthy at the end of the day. So it's, it's like a gamble. You hope that you'll make it, but you're not sure. Mm. That was the life that I lived those days. And, and, and those days, I thought the more I did for God, the more I gave to God, mm. the better my chances of making heaven. And that was my mentality. I was misled by the false teachings of the false teachers that I was following. Mm. I, I did all kinds of rituals that you can't even mention it publicly, right? We jumped, we ran, we screamed. Wow. I spent that time, talent, and treasures, right? But all these is so that I could earn something, something that I now discovered that it was freely given. Mm. So it's like when you're working hard to to gather money to buy something. Yeah. And you're spending all this year trying to raise money, save money, but somebody's standing at your door holding that thing wrapped, ready for you. And say, just take it, right? All you need to do is take it. Mm. But you're busy trying to look for money. That was basically uh, the life uh, that I lived and most people still live today. And, and little did I know that that wasn't the truth. But see, it, it, it would be unwise for me to blame anybody for that problem mm. because that ignorance is my problem because I have a Bible. I've always had one, but I failed to study. 
So uh, that was the real reason for my ignorance because ignorance is the only reason anybody can stay in such an environment for more than a week before mm-hmm. you get too uncomfortable to get out. Now, now you said that you weren't reading your Bible. Is that something that um, was it just did the church that you were attending that word of faith, prosperity, uh, uh, were they not like saying, hey, here, we need to get do Bible teaching or or is it what was it that that made you not read your Bible? You know, what I what I what I think was there's just nothing that has crushed me enough to see the need for it because when you find yourself in an environment where uh you look up to this person who we call the man of god Mm. who claims to be hearing from god audibly and speaking to god every day Mm. and he comes every day to give all these word of prophecy you know and things like that and then you get to an environment where all your problems are blamed on some kind of spirit or some, you know, some forces that you can't see. Mm. And and this is a popular belief in Africa, by the way, about witches and wizards being the reason why we have all the problems we have. And they have all these rituals that they recommend that will get you out of it. But that's another story. But the thing is, I will tell you the difference between the preaching that I was listening to those days and the ones that I listen to now, mm. right? There's some kind of preaching that makes you want to, you can't wait to get out of church to, to open your Bible and go back to that text. But that's when preaching comes from the text. Yeah. But if random topics just come to the pulpit and they just use one verses here and there to support their point, mm. uh, and you leave the place uh with this thing in your mind that your problem is not yours, if you can just give more and pray more, you know, and come to church more, you're gonna you're gonna have everything working well for you. So they just the the whole environment, the tradition does not encourage this on purpose intention to want to study. That doesn't mean we don't read the Bible. We read the Bible all the times, but to really say I want to study, we just read the Bible, uh, maybe. Something you just want to use to pray. This mm. is a very popular practice among African Christians too. So we, we just grab some verses in the Bible. Most of them are quoted out of context most of the time. Yeah. So we just use them here and there. But just to really study the Bible in context, that's what I was talking about. Because until you start doing that, you're not going to know whether you're believing wrong or you're believing right. Yeah. You just believe something because somebody told you there are yeah. people who preach the wrong thing, they misinterpret the Bible. And if you just trust them, you're going to just believe them without doing your own research. So there was nothing that was pushing me to do that until I discovered the real truth. Yeah, and and, and I think this is uh, why expository preaching uh, is so, so important uh, because you just can't avoid that when you are preaching out of uh, uh, the books of the Bible every Sunday, just just like it was done in the old days. You know, when Jesus, uh, when he's sitting in the synagogue, he is doing expository preaching. He's not talking. He's not. He's not doing uh, any type of topical stuff inside uh, the, the the synagogue. 
and 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 it's amazing though the warnings that uh, th- that we see in the Bible. I mean, you know, Second Corinthians uh, chapter eleven, you know, verses thirteen, or First John four one, Second Peter two one three, Second Peter two one, Matthew seven fifteen. I mean, we can go on. Second Timothy. I mean. The yeah. warnings are there, and it's just not one or two verses. There are they are littered all over the Bible. I mean, I'm, I just quoted. Uh, I was just saying Second Corinthians. It says, "For such men are false apostles, deceit, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ." And no wonder, for even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. So it's no surprise that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And it it really just blows my mind um that there are people out there just uh for the purpose of deceiving other people and and using um the bible using jesus's name to lead people astray yes and 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 that's what's so sad about my people in africa and specifically in nigeria if you mm. go to africa right uh I know a lot about Nigeria when it comes to this. You can hardly find uh, many people. There's not a lot of people that you can find in Nigeria that don't believe in God. Most Mm. people believe in God, but most people also are seeking God. But the problem we have is that the places that we go to seek God, they don't present God. Mm. You You just talked about expository preaching now. That's something that I've never heard of before or experienced before in a local church until I started going to the church that I was going, that I'm going now. Mm. And I will tell you now that and to me, that's like, that's the most important thing in, in, in a church because that's the most important preaching that you preach from the Bible. That yeah. one alone will make people want to go back yeah. and read their Bible. I know pastors even outside of my church, when I listen to them, they make me want to open my Bible and look at that text. Mm. And to me, as a believer, there is nothing that I like better than anything that want to make me open my Bible and find out something. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, I mean, this is God's word, right? It is, it it is breathed out. It is theanostas. Um, and when that happens, you know, when we go through, uh, through the Bible, when we are preaching out of the Bible, this is God's word. That's, that's him speaking. So, um, can we just go back, uh, Williams? Uh, so, um, you're in Nigeria, all this thing's going on. Where, where did the, um, where did the switch happen? Where, uh, now, now you, now you currently go to a solid biblical church, which is Ravenswood Baptist, right? Yes. Yes, and 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 we know Pastor Moore. Uh, he does expository preaching out of there. Uh, I'm, I'm all the time. Uh, all the time. Yeah, I, I know it's that you crazy guys. About it, <laughs> I know. Um, and 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 I'm really I'm really happy that uh, God had placed uh, uh, a man uh, a shepherd like that at Ravenswood. Um, uh, that was my old church uh, for a long time, and and. It, it it excites me to hear the biblical truth that people are getting there. So you go you you're going to a solid church right now, uh, preaching out of the Bible. What? Where? First of all, how did you get there? 
And when did you leave just that uh, uh, word of faith, prosperity, uh, teaching? Uh, was it something like you, you, you went from Nigeria to the United States? Were you attending any churches here in the United States that were like that? You know, uh, when I left Nigeria, I, I did everything that I could to continue going to the church that I was attending back in Nigeria. Mm. And I think I, I, I was still at that church for maybe another nine years. I don't remember very well. Okay. But it wasn't until 20, 2016, if I remember very well. You see, there's something that's very amazing about our God. It's a very merciful God, right? And, and his long suffering is, is truly amazing because the Bible says he, he doesn't want anybody to perish yeah. but to all to come to repentance. Mm. And at the appointed time, God found me. Yeah. And he delivered me from, from that deception, yeah. from the false beliefs and the commandments of men. So while I was at that church, while I was practicing my religion and, and, and the, in, in a very legalistic environment, mm. there, there was this feeling that, that I, I was getting, I couldn't explain it, but it's just something was missing. I didn't know what it was, but what, what that led to was some kind of curiosity in me to really want to know more about God. Mm. Where that came from, I'm not really sure. But uh, I, I decided uh, in my in my family uh, that time, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I think we should be spending time together, having fellowship in the world. So we just gathered together as a family and studied the world together. I said, we have children that are growing up now. I think our kids were still like uh, three years so and so at that time. Mm. And I was saying that I, they never even saw us sat around the table and open the Bible and discuss the scriptures. So we started on Sunday evening, we'll sit around the table and, and just discuss scriptures. I don't remember if we were using any study guide outside of the Bible at that time. But what, what, what happened was as we were doing it, I was, I was starting to enjoy it. But at that time, I, I haven't really discovered much truth, especially regarding the gospel. So we're still going to the church. We're still practicing everything we're doing. But we're just saying that, okay, we are spending this time together at home to study the scripture once a week. Yeah. So when I enjoyed to a certain extent, I decided I was going to introduce the same thing to uh, this small group that I belong to at the church. There was a brother that I talked to first. He, he was on board immediately. And we took you to the to our meeting. And so we just decided we're going to be spending time together once a week to study. But because I was the I was the leader of the group at that time, that kind of put me in the position to coordinate the discussion session, which now put more pressure on me to do a little bit more research on whatever we're going to be talking about. But we picked a book, a book that was that was published by the church. Mm. It was part of their search description booklets. So we said, we're just gonna use this book as a study guide. I believe that was a mistake. We should have just started with the Bible mm. uh, at the initial stage. But then yeah. it was, everything was good uh, from lessons one, two, three, and four. But then we got to lesson five. 
it was a different topic, right? <laughs> it, was, it was a topic of end time. And I was very excited about that topic. And the reason being that I haven't really had anybody preach on it before. Yeah. So es- I was, eschatology. So, eschatology is a fun topic, yes. but for sure. Yeah. I was so totally uh, ignorant of anything that happens beyond today, right, yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. So I was really happy. But then, because I had to look through those materials before the discussion, and even with my very limited knowledge at that time, I was able to sense that something was wrong. The, the book just messed up the topic that I, I couldn't even continue to go into the detail of the errors in the book. So I started talking to a few people who also confirmed that, yeah, that problem is there. Right, even including the ministers at the church. So we decided that we're just going to put the book aside. That as a group, we know too little to allow more confusion like that. So we just switched to the Bible. It wasn't easy, but we ended up doing it. Uh, we decided we're going to start studying the book of Acts, which we did. Mm. And along the line, I never stopped uh, looking up things about that end time topic. It was along the line that I found a YouTube page uh, that was run by a man called Robert Breaker. The, the man lives in Florida. Hmm. It's a Baptist pastor. He has an online ministry called The Cloud Church. Hmm. So what was good about the channel to me at that time, he just started a seven-part series on the end time. And it was still at number three lesson number three video when i mm. found the the channel he posts uh, every on uh, one video uh, every week so i i was following that teaching and and i just couldn't believe some of the some of the things that he was saying but all these things are very interesting but what what draws my attention more was the thing that he was saying many of them are very new to me if not all of them but he will open the Bible, right, and just read them, mm. just like that from the scripture. And I'm thinking, wow, this is inside my Bible. <laughs> but <laughs> long story short, I found another video on the channel which started the whole thing for me. The video was titled "How to Know You Are Saved," mm. and, and when I saw the video, it, it quickly drew my attention because I really want to know what this man talks about in this video so i decided this was uh in november now in november of 2016. the day that i was i I decided i was gonna watch that video was (laughs) because i was free that day it was on a general election day in the u.s so that evening i sat down with the video and I, i just couldn't believe the things i was hearing in the video and the man talks about what Jesus did on the cross, why he did it, and what we need to do in response to his completed works. Mm. And, and he shared a lot of scriptures, including First First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen, verses one through four, and in Romans three, where he talked about the blood atonement. And yeah. that was something that I just never been really. Uh, taught before we, we talked about the blood of jesus a lot in my church then if you ask any nigerians they will tell you because the blood of jesus is very common in our mouth but we just 
invoke it for protection. Mm-hmm. If you are scared or you are afraid, you just the blood of Jesus. Sometimes when you wake up from a nightmare, you just shout the blood of Jesus. So as far as I knew then, that was the only thing that I knew the blood of Jesus would do for me. But I know there's no such thing in the Bible anyway. But when this man started talking about how the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And that the fact that Jesus shed his blood on the cross, that our forgiveness of sin was tied to the blood that he shed on the cross because that was the payment for our sins. But it would read these verses from the scripture, and I'm yeah. thinking, really? Nobody has really explained uh, explained the gospel in that way to me. Obviously, I never had the true gospel in all the churches that I've attended because we're just told to do more, to try more, to live holy life, and just hope and pray that we'll be counted worthy for heaven when we die. Yeah. So w- watching the video, just listening to the man made me realize how lost I was. Now, now, so you're just talking. You're talking about just the the blood of Jesus, uh, yeah. and and how did how just being introduced to that, and um, just seeing all the Old Testament. Are you seeing the Old Testament in new light? Uh, we had a we had a um, Dr. David Murray on uh, podcast yeah. episode one twenty seven. He has a book called Jesus on Every Page, and and one thing is is that he he points to Jesus is everywhere in the bible not just the new testament and 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 how did the, the just like the sacri- the uh, uh all the sacrificial language that we that you hear in the new testament and then actually seeing all the the sacrifices that we see in the old testament how did that start relating to you when you start uh, uh learning more and and what the true gospel is as you were talking about just the blood of Christ. Yeah, you know, uh, when you understand the gospel very well, especially if you've studied the book of Romans, and I believe Hebrews too will be yes. a good Yeah, a good yeah. Hebrews. Yeah, there, yeah. Um, you, you can kind of understand what they were doing uh, in the Old Testament. So that was a picture of what Christ was yeah. going to do yeah. on the cross. And, and I never believed... I still don't believe now that the animal sacrifices that they did in the Old Testament actually washed away their sins. Because when I read, uh, when I read Romans three, yeah, and it's talking about how we are freely justified, yes. right, by twenty four by His grace, yeah, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And it says something about whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood yeah. to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. So, and I believe that's referring to the sins uh, that were committed before the cross. It's not saying the sins that I committed in the past. Those are just the sins that were remitted in the past was never actually fully taken care of until Christ shed his blood. Yeah, I so mean, that's the way I connect it together now. And, and and this is why Ephesians uh, two eight is is such vital. What we know about is. salvation is by grace you have been saved through faith, and not through of yourself. Faith. It is a gift. It is a gift of God. God. Yes. Yeah. So so these things are um, all these things are being your eyes are being opened by God. Um, what what's going? How are you feeling uh, uh, during this time? 
that what you being what you were being taught before was not the gospel and now your eyes have been opened in the discovery of the gospel and who uh Christ is that our lord and savior uh died for us and and it was nothing because what we did right and you were and you were saying earlier that uh you were in you were playing religion basically uh you were doing all these things you were working for god so that hopefully you might be getting into heaven you know um we 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 know a major uh universal church right that believes in that you know this is the catholic church the roman catholic church um and a works based salvation which is a lie so what's 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 happening here like when all this is just going on you are uh god has opened your eyes to this and what you knew before what you knew before and what you know now what are you feeling and how is this how's this affecting you how's this affecting your family you know um during that time and and after i finished watching that video like i said the first thing that i realized was if the thing that this guy has just shared which i could see myself in the bible if this is what it takes to be saved then i knew for sure that I never actually believed like this. I never understood this message like this before. So that was the first day that I would say I first trusted in Christ the way I believe the Bible prescribes. But what happens next? Actually, two, thing, two things happens next because the first thing that I realized was I, I didn't really know anything about the Bible, which was not surprising, right? Because uh-huh. I wasn't studying it. If, if salvation is the most important thing that a man can have, whether you are rich or poor, white or black, it doesn't matter. Salvation is the most important thing you can possess in life. That makes the message of the gospel the most important message you can receive, right? But that was the message, the exact message that I missed. So that brought me to get into my Bible and, and, and start studying but what happens as, as I started studying was I began to have problems mm. with all the things that I used to believe and do and practice. So it, it got to a stage that I just, I was confused. I was thinking, wait a minute, am I getting something wrong? Mm. Or is this gigantic church wrong and such, a, such an important subject in the Bible? So I decided I was going to start asking questions. I was asking people questions, right? And, and, I, and I realized, because I thought maybe I wasn't paying attention in church. Maybe other people will have received the truth that I missed. I found out I was just like everybody is until when I talked to even the leaders that I realized that they don't have control over what they preach, Mm. The, the the church that, that I'm referring to specifically, they have rules that you cannot disagree with any doctrine of the ministry. Wow. So no pastor in that church dare say anything against what the, the man who is in charge, who is the leader, stands for. Right? They, they can't even think about it. So I, I realized that these people, they just doing religion here and they don't really care about what happens the the soul of the people because everything we did was focused on 
possessing the things of this world. And the thing that that happened, you know, when I started realizing all these things was so that because of the lack of interest that I started developing in the things that I was doing, I began to dislike some of the programs, some of these events, some of the services. And, and I told my wife, I said, this service, this program, that event, I can't participate anymore because it doesn't make sense what they do there. Mm. Well, I got to a stage where about 80% of the things they did, I, I wasn't interested anymore. That's when I realized it's time for me to move forward. Wow. So very. So it, it sounds like everything was uh, very controlling, very man-centered. Uh, oh yes. Um, and, and 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 that's and you know what it is. Um, you know, every time we see uh, churches like that or cults like that, um, you know, especially in the Word of Faith movement, uh, where uh, you cannot question uh, the pastor because they can lose their anointing or touch them like just very, just wacky things. Um, and, and how much, uh, uh, a control they exert on people. I mean, we were, uh, we were just watching during this, uh, lockdown with, uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland and just how deceiving that guy is. I mean, I, I, I swear every time I see his face, I think that he is demon possessed. Like, you know, like and he you know and, he looks like that to me too yeah doesn't he like when he talk like you're just like i think that this guy is like demon possessed but i i don't know but yeah he'll they they he said some whacking things over the lockdown and like shouting out to the covid 19 i will blow the wind like just really wacky I, stuff I saw that clip. you, you was, saw that yeah and then somebody made a yeah somebody made a little rap rap like a video about it that was just really hilarious but it, uh, unfortunately that there are people out there who don't know the difference of of who we are as far as uh uh, uh christians and they lump us in uh with guys like that you know uh, or like your stephen Furtix or your uh todd whites um just guys who don't preach the gospel and you cannot question them. And, and, uh, here, uh, soon we're going to be having, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Stephen Leston. Uh, he did a podcast for us. He wrote a book of Bible and world history, but he's going to be coming on soon. And we're, we're going to be talking about that topic of what it is to be a shepherd and what does that truly look like and what it did look like and, and how we just don't see it as much uh in this day and age so that's going to be interesting so um so williams um so now you you know that this is not right um and and can you just kind of uh guide our audience just your journey from nigeria to the states uh so that we can just kind of get a better understanding on that so um when i left nigeria in 2006 i came um on a visa program that, that was called um, uh, Diversity Lottery. Okay. Yeah, and, and you just you just play the lottery, and if you got selected, you get a green card. Okay. That's how it came to America. Yeah. Um, so but, so but, God, yeah. God in a sovereign plan already is working working on getting you here and uh, changing everything that you were already viewing as far as Christianity, huh? 
You know, I, I'm very thankful for God opening my eyes and, and all the tools and, and people that he used. Mm. If I was still back home, I'm not sure whether anything would have changed. Maybe I would have been a, a big time minister in one of those churches now. Oh, wow. See, you could you one, could have been a false teacher. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You see, the, the thing about the, the kind of environment where I came out from, there were a lot of issues that are connected together. Mm. Some of them have uh, to do with the nature of Africans or, or in Nigeria in particular. When we look at people that are, we, we consider to be ministers of God or pastors or men of God, as, as we call them, so we, we just put them in a place that is very close to God. Mm. And that's it's- coming from two things. The way they present themselves, they, they don't present themselves just like everybody is. Most of them come out, uh, the first time they announce their ministry, it comes with this claim of this special revelation that they received, mm. that God is calling them into this thing. And from that day on, until the rest of the ministry, it's just all about new revelation, after new revelation. You know, there's something that, I didn't see happening so much in America. In Nigeria, mm. all, all, almost all the churches on the first day of the year, as a matter of fact, the program will, will start from the last day of the year and crosses to January 1st. And those pastors, almost all of them will gather their people together and will start telling them what they consider the prophecy for the year. Basically, God sat down with them, maybe on the last day of the year or somewhere somewhere in December, I don't know, and told them those things. And then they just come tell us. But so they will start off people, so so they will start off uh predicting prophecies at the beginning. Yes. And oh, that's wow. the word to use, wise prediction, because I actually did something uh in twenty sixteen, right? In January of twenty sixteen, because I was already hating where I was. And I picked the prediction for 2016. I went back to the prediction for 2015. Mm. Guess what I found out? It didn't come true. Half of what he said in 2016 was in 2015. And 99%, if not 100% of those things, anybody can say them. All you need to do is just pay attention to current events and be a little bit more educated. So these are just educated guests but we look at them as if these are direct audible words from god but all that in addition to a lot of other things that i won't have time to get into so it makes us see them as if they are so special Mm. and then the second thing is that in africa especially in nigeria if you're in nigeria we were raised to have this this utmost respect for elderly people. Anybody that's older than you, you you have to respect them. And culturally, we don't talk back to an elderly mm. person, especially your parents. Yeah, you can get in big trouble for that. Yeah. So, and we take that to pastors in churches. We just take everything they say out of respect. We just believe it. And wow. so, so we got to a level that if anybody were Say anything against the man of God in your presence. A lot of people will just walk away from that conversation because why? They didn't want to get in trouble. 
And for for the most part, they just warn you, hey, you, you are touching the anointed. Bible says, touch not the anointed. So yeah. to us, if you try to question somebody's teaching, you are touching the anointed. It, it was a very stark thing. Yeah, and 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 for for our audience out there, uh, as Williams is talking about um, uh, people, just the anointing and the prophecies. You know, Deuteronomy eighteen twenty two is very clear. He says, "When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if that thing does not come uh, about or come true, that which has not come, that thing that which has not come true, the Lord has not spoken it." And the pro and the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You should not be afraid of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is it is very clear. Sorry, I kind of butchered that a little bit because I was trying to uh, get it correctly. But I mean, these warnings again that we see, as we said earlier, Tesla spirit. You know, uh, because there's a lot of people out there who are just there for uh, deception, for their own gain. And, and yeah, that is just absolutely just horrific to hear, but you know, we are, um, we're just glad that, uh, God opened up your eyes, Williams. And, um, and now you're going to a very solid church because a lot of people don't talk about this. You know, um, one of our, uh, every time we bring the topic of just false teaching, prosperity gospel, it's one of our, um, most listened to, uh, uh, podcasts because I honestly believe that there's a lot of people out there who are being deceived and, and, and don't know it. So, uh, Williams here, as we start landing the plane, I mean, this time has just gone by fast. What would you tell somebody who is right now in a word of faith, uh, church, a prosperity gospel church, just a false gospel church. What would you, what would you tell them, uh, right now to them? You know, what I would say, because there's something that is very common in such an environment will be these efforts that people try to make to please God, to earn the love of God. We're trying to do more every day, hoping that the more we do, the more God will love us. Maybe the more blessing we get, and maybe then we get better chances to make heaven someday. Hmm. But that is the lie of the first gospel. Wow. The Bible says that we trust, we rest in the righteousness that Christ offered. He had done all the work. He has completed the job. Everything that needs to be done for anybody in the world to be reconciled with God, Jesus has completed it. We don't have anything to do like like my current pastor would say he would say the only thing we bring to the table is our sins right yeah. so you don't bring any righteousness with you because your best work the bible says is filthy rags to god yeah and and just right. so, and and they're menstrual rags i i don't i i just want to what isaiah is talking here they're they're it's very graphic what our what our our, our works look like uh against yeah. a holy god that's true and 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 I really love to, maybe I can get briefly to how I ended up where I am now in yeah, terms of my abso- current church. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. So when I decided that I wasn't going to be able to you know, participate in most of the things that I was doing before, and I knew it was time to leave, but then there was something that I had to consider. I, I love my King, King James Bible, right? 
and I, I love to study in the KJV Bible, and I wish I could find a church that does that raise the King James Bible. So, and uh, I try to reach out to the man that I mentioned earlier because I know he likes to talk about KJV only stuff. So, I I, I asked me a question if he knows any church in my area, which was a funny question, by the way, because he lives in Florida and I live. I live in Chicago area. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of KGV only guys down there for sure. <laughs> yeah. So he told me that he's going to send me a directory. It was, it was a web page. I think the website was uh, fundamental.org. I don't remember very well. Mm. But there was a directory of churches around the U.S. that are KGV only. So I, I kind of narrowed down to a couple of them. There was none in, in the area where I live because I don't live inside the city. But uh, the closest that I could find was in the city. So I picked up two of them, and I, I just decided to go to this one. Yeah. But the, the first day I went to the church, we actually left the house with my family. I went to my former church. I left my family at the church. I told my wife that when we get to the church and everything settles down, I'm going to go to that church today. Because I was supposed to go the previous week, something came up, and I couldn't make it. So I left my family in that church, and then I went to Ravenswood Baptist Church in Chicago. I showed up around past 10 o'clock in the morning, and there was a class that was going on in the main auditorium in the sanctuary. I walked in, and I saw a few uh, older people sitting down, and there was a man who was teaching from Romans 14 that morning. So I sat down. And I was thinking was, of was that movie. Bob? Was that Bob Sontag? That was Bob. Yeah, uh, Bob. Yeah. If you're listening, hi. <laughs> he, he's he's a faithful man of God for sure. Yeah, he was. It was teaching uh, on Romans 14 about uh, the Christian liberty. It was very graphic message. So there are a lot of things that I, I could still remember that message up to like yesterday. Uh-huh. So, and, and I was wondering in my mind that I hope this is not just a church for older people only. But then, as soon as it was 11 o'clock, the three doors that goes into the sanctuary, people started popping in from all the doors, and before I knew <laughs> it, the whole place was full. I'm thinking, where did these people come from? <laughs> anyway, I, I, I sat down, and I was just I just couldn't wait to to, to get to the to t- the time of the message. That's what wow. I was waiting for. And, uh, and, and, and I found out that I enjoyed the worship that day than I expected. Because, and it wasn't because they sang new song. They sang the hymns, the sound for worship that day was a song that I've, I've always had all the time. We sing it all the time. But I just never paid attention to the lyrics to really get mm. the message in those songs. And I really enjoyed it. That's one of the things that I came to tell my wife when I got back. But when the pastor came on, it turns out, they were doing this thing they call expository preaching. I have never sat in a preaching like that before. That was my first time. And the pastor was, it, it just started preaching through the Gospel of John that time. And it was still at the beginning of chapter 3. But what really touched me that day was his description of Nicodemus and all his accomplishments and all his mm. resumes and his status in Israel. And for Jesus to look him in the face and say, you still don't get to the kingdom unless you are born again. And I was thinking, yes. Yeah. And I wish, I was saying, I wish my wife was here now 
to listen to this. And, I, and the names of a couple of people popped into my head. I said, I wish Brother So-and-so was here with me now to listen to this because we just had similar conversation the previous night about how this performance-based gospel is just, it's just not true. But it was, was an amazing message that day. Unfortunately, I couldn't wait to, to wait to talk to the pastor, right? Because yeah. the service was supposed to close uh, around the same time that the other church would close. I didn't want my family to be waiting for me, so I had to leave early to go grab my wife and my kids. And I told my wife that day, I said, you know what? <laughs> we are going to that place next week. Mm. And my wife said, so I uh, feel very excited that I must really, must really like that. But I said, you will and see. Yeah, but you it, know, it, when I drove out of that church that day, that was the last time I worshipped or even stepped at that church to do any service. Wow. The following Sunday, we ended up at Ravenswood Baptist Church, and uh, yeah, we are today. We're still lighting it. <laughs> well, that's amazing. <laughs> it, it it is amazing how when our our theology is solid, and how that leads to a very also very solid doxology um man williams um that flew by very quickly um uh you know this this podcast is just uh you know 40 40 minutes long and and we always wish that we had more time but you know as we're gonna end the show right now uh williams romans 10 14 says that how then will they call on him who they have not believed and yep. how will they believe in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? Yes. William, can you please share the gospel to our worldwide listeners today? Very happy to do so. Uh, a listener, thank you for listening. Like I said earlier, the most important thing that a man can have is salvation. And if you have that, you are good to go now. You are good to go in the eternity. But there is a popular message out there, which is very common to almost all the religions with true Christianity, uh, with exception of true Christianity. And in major culture around the world, it is the same thing. When you go to even idolatry, the idol worshiping uh, environment, it is the same thing. And it's this message of, do more, try more, everything that is based on your effort. And that's not going to lead you anywhere. The work that is required to be done has been done in Christ and by Christ. Our salvation is connected to the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. He died for our sins. He, he suffered and shed his blood and died to pay the penalty of our sins. And if somebody has already paid my debt, it makes no sense for me to be trying my best mm. to pay. And this does not discourage good works. It just makes you do good works for the right reason. So you need to believe what Jesus did for you. Confess your sin. You have to repent. And by that, I mean Admit that you are a sinner. Everybody is a sinner. The Bible establishes that. And there is nothing anybody can do to redeem or save him or herself. So we have to trust in Christ because our righteousness is not going to get us there. Mm. Nothing we did can get us saved and nothing we did can keep us saved. 
if we believe that we are sinners and Jesus died and paid the penalty of our sins, the Bible says our sins will be forgiven and we will be saved. Paul says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Thank you. Amen. Well, Williams, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today, this week. Uh, uh, that was just amazing. Uh, Williams, can you just let our audience know uh, where you, can you be found? I don't know if uh, you uh, have any blogs, any a Facebook page, uh, any of our listeners that might want to reach out to you if they uh, are going through these struggles in a word of faith, prosperity, false gospel church, and just might maybe wanted to reach out to you. How, how? Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Yes, I, I do have all that. Uh, but what I would recommend will be my blog. Uh, you can contact me directly through my blog. It's gracetidings.org. That's the word grace, T-I-D-I-N-G-S, gracetidings.org. That's that's where you find my blog. I, I try to blog there regularly as much as I can. So you can contact me directly, and you can find my my social media profile. Uh, through the blog as well, especially right. if you are from Africa or you are in Nigeria. I would love to have conversation with you. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's reason together in the scripture. And even if you are not from Africa, we can still have fun talking about the scripture. So gracetidings.org, that's where you can find me easily. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Williams. And, uh, and yeah, for our listeners out there, go check out the blog. So... I appreciate your opportunity to uh, to share uh, that you're giving to me to share my story with the world. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode with Williams Aluwag Bemi from Nigeria, now living in uh, Chicago and going to church in Chicago. Um, that was an amazing podcast. Uh, I I really appreciate to hear these testimony, and we like to do them. Um, when we see somebody just coming out of faulty, uh, false teaching, a false church, and what happens when they get confronted with the true gospel, uh, when they get confronted with the true Christ, uh, it's this transformation and this just adoration for our Lord and Savior and just uh, amazing what that does uh, in our lives. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And like we always end the show, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. See you guys next week. <laughs>